That's it. I'm sold. I think the Texas A&M Aggies are going to beat the Alabama Crimson Tide on October 7th. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. I think at the I think Texas A&M is going to beat Alabama. 24-7 sports put out their projected record for each SEC team. And the first thing that they put out for Texas A&M, they think the Aggies are going to go 9-3 and with a win over Bama and losses to Tennessee, Ole Miss, and LSU. So, 9-3. and three. I'm trying to, you know, think how we would feel about that. I think nine and three is a season I'm not going to be upset with by any means. Not going to be upset with nine and three, but I would love ten and two is the number that would make me absolutely stoked. Ten and two, you find a way to knock off Bama and then beat Ole Miss. I think the easier route, honestly, is dropping the Bama and LSU games and then beating Tennessee and Ole Miss. You know, it's funny how you see in the media, you see you see the hype trains. The hype trains chugging along. The hype train right now, I've seen a lot of negative talk about Ole Miss. You know, and I think I've been saying that for a while. I'm not a believer in Ole Miss. It just seems like they underperform. It's like I'm not a believer. I think there's a lot. There's so many quarterbacks that could be the guy. I think people are going to be looking over their shoulder. I just, I'm not sold on on Ole Miss. I'm not sold. I like Lane Kiffin. I don't like the way he uses the portal. I think you still have to recruit well in high school. And I mean, obviously he gets some recruits, but that's their plan is we're going to live and die by the transfer portal. And I don't think that's how a college football team should run. Even in the world we live in currently of college football, I just, I'm not a believer. That's how you should handle it. So my thought here is I think that that I think Texas A&M can beat Alabama. We've talked a lot about this game, but the reason that we're talking about it is because this hype is starting to build. I've seen – this is the second time I've seen a, a national publication predict Texas A&M to beat Alabama. Now, of course, this was on 24-7 Sports, like I said, um, that they predicted the record. People really – like that's the, like I said, that's the second time I've seen this, and it is really starting to seem like people are getting behind this. Now, Alabama was, of course, preseason AP poll ranked, uh, was ranked number four. We're going to talk about the AP poll in a little bit. The Aggies were there. But, you know, it's a manageable schedule, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. I think that Texas A&M, to have a successful season, you have to win nine games. Nine-plus games, I'll take as successful. I mean, it's just, here's the deal. And it's one of those, I think that a lot of people that talk negative about Texas A&M, they like to say, you know, why Texas A&M is not going to be good. Everything is there for Texas A&M to be good. I think that a lot of the negativity, I so like I saw somebody on Twitter talking about the most overrated teams in college football, and one of them was Texas A&M. And I'm like, what do you, you, don't, what do you know about Texas A&M? 
people that don't understand this team don't realize how much talent this team has, don't realize what Coach Petrino is going to bring to the table, don't realize that last season was horrendous, but you had a lot of young talent playing that is now developed. Like There is so much pointing in positive directions for this Texas A&M roster that I think I think people, you know, the the Twitter warriors, I think people don't understand the ceiling for this football team. People say overrated. Oh, Texas a they were bad last year. Why are they ranked 23? They're ranked 23rd because they have one of the best rosters in college football. With the roster they have and the coaching staff they have, this should be a top 10 team. I mean, I'll tell you this right now. If Texas A&M went, okay, I mean, 7-5 and five last year. If Texas A&M went 7-5 and five last year, and won their bowl game, or even lost their bowl game. I think Texas A&M's top 15 preseason, if not higher than that. You know, I think the perspective, which I get it. I get why Texas A&M's ranked where they are. You have to. You can't have them in the top 10 after what they did last year. I'm not saying they should be there. I'm saying the roster is good enough for them to be there. So, but I think beating Alabama is is, is a possibility. It's a, it, it, I can't express enough that, it's still Alabama. I have so much respect for that program, so much respect for Nick Saban. I think he is the best to ever I – don't, I don't think I, – I, I confidently say he's the best to ever put on a headset in the college football as, as a head coach in college football. So, you know, beating him is never easy. Not a lot of coaches beat him a lot. You know, not, not many coaches have beat him multiple times. So, you know, Coach Fisher has a tall ask in front of him, but – this game is in Kyle Field. This game is in front of your home crowd on October 7th. I'll tell you this. I'm going to explain to you. It's going to lay it out plain and simple. What has to happen for Texas A&M to win this game? We talk about destiny. And this, listen, this is just kind of my like opinion on, on, on sports. You know, it, as a sports fan, there feels like games, a team is just flat out destined to win. I'll give you a great example. It was Tennessee to beat Bama last year. I knew before that game kicked off that the Vols were winning that game. You could just feel it. You could feel the vibes. You could feel it in the air. Neyland Stadium is absolutely bumping. One of the coolest atmospheres I've ever seen. Let me paint a picture for you. Texas A&M starts their season with wins over Miami, Auburn, and Arkansas, and, of course, the two other um, non-conference teams, New Mexico and Louisiana Monroe. You do that, you start the season 5-0. and you got a 5-0 and Alabama team coming to your place. It's going to be college game day. It's going to be the biggest game of the week. It's going to be a primetime game. You're going to have pumped-up fans ready to rock and roll. If that happens, Texas A&M wins this football game. It's a destiny thing. It's just – and you know what I mean? And listen, I – Toss me some hate for this in the comments. Let me know. I understand that. I, I appreciate that. That's just my take on sports. It, you know, is there's you can feel these things out. It's like uh, a team can't beat this team and stuff like that. It's if that's the case, I'm willing to say confidently. I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there right now. If Texas A&M and Alabama are both five and zero going into their matchup, I think Texas A&M wins in front of their home crowd, and I think that puts them as probably a top five team in college football. When they hit, you know, when the next AP poll comes out after that game, it just feels like that's the destined thing to happen. If they come in struggling, if you drop um, the Miami game and the Arkansas game, or you start the season, 
uh, 3-0, and but then you drop back-to-back SEC games. You start SEC play 0-2 against Bama, I mean, against Arkansas and Auburn. Then I lose a lot of confidence. Texas A&M wins that game. I think that if you come into that game 4-1, and you still have a shot. I think your shot decreases. But if you go into that game 5-0 and with the crowd bumping, and I know Aggie fans are going to be there regard, you know, regardless of, of what the record is. But um, it, it's just the vibe of it, the feel of it. I think Texas A&M can win this game. Now, I think Texas A&M can win this game whether they go into it 3-2, and two, whether they go into it 4-1 and one, or 5-0. and oh. But I think your best chance of winning it is when it feels like it's that destiny game. This is our year. We're 5-0. and oh, We're going to be 6-0. and oh. We're going to an SEC championship. This is our signature win. Like, that's when this kind of stuff happens. So if Texas A&M goes into that game 5-0, and oh, I could see that becoming a reality. If they stumble into that game, they're 3-2, and 4-1, and one, I, I, I lose faith a little bit in the chance of that happening. But like I said, you're, so you're, that means that Texas A&M in this 24-7 sports prediction, they were predicted to beat Bama, Arkansas, South Carolina, Auburn, Miami, Mississippi State, and then, of course, the three other non-conference games, and then lose to Tennessee, Ole Miss, and LSU. Frankly, I like the Aggies' chances of beating Tennessee and Ole Miss more than I do Bama. I think we're now we're going to talk about the difference in playing in front of your home crowd and different difference in playing on the road here in a little bit because it's kind of funny. I noticed something that we haven't talked a ton about on here, but we're going to talk about in a little bit in segment three of Locked On Aggies. But it's possible, folks. I think Texas A&M has a real chance to win this football game. People are starting to really feed into this. The Aggies could win this one. It's at Kyle Field. It's in front of the Aggie faithful. People are trying to buy into it, and I'm starting to get sold myself that Texas A&M has a real chance to win that game, especially if they go into that matchup on October 7th with the Crimson Tide 5-0. and We found out a lot about Saturday's fall camp scrimmage. Some interesting notes, players that played well, quotes from coaches and players. We're going to go through all of that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Nutrafol. I just got my Nutrafol shampoo and conditioner in recently. I used it yesterday. I used it today. It is awesome. I mean, it makes your hair feel good, smell good, makes it feel soft. I mean, this is some of the best shampoo I've ever used. I'm a full-on believer. I am going to have to order some more. They, this shampoo, it smells great. It is an all around great product. And I, you know, shampoo, you, you want to smell good. You always want to smell good. You want to have good shampoo. You want to have clean hair. You don't want to have greasy looking hair. I love the way my hair looked, felt, and smelled after using this shampoo and conditioner. You have got to go check it out. And if um, you are looking for help with hair thinning and, and, and such of the, and things like that, they have products for that as well. Folks, I mean, it's it's part of it's part of it. Everybody struggles with this kind of thing. It happens. I get it. You know, we all get it. We've all been there. So, you know, sometimes you need stuff to help hair growth and help with that. So Nutrafil has a there was a clinical study that 84 percent of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafil men's hair growth supplements. This stuff works. It makes your hair look amazing. You have got to check out Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker Healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. 
Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code Locked On College. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code Locked On College. You've got to go check it out. I promise you will not regret it. Saturday, this past Saturday, there was a scrimmage between the Aggies offensive players and the Aggies defensive players. We have some interesting notes from that and some quotes to go through. The first thing I want to talk about, this is an interesting note I've seen all around. We talked yesterday about Donovan Green going down with the ACL tear. You're going to have to replace that production. You're going to have to have a tight end step up and really have a good showing. And... I heard two positive notes about my main man, Theo. We talked about yesterday on, on, on Locked on Aggies that I think Jake Johnson's going to have to step up. Could it be Theo? I mean, Damani, Damani Richardson on the podium was taught all he could say was positive things about Theo, that he thinks he could step in and help in this role. Coach Fisher said that Theo caught like eight passes in the scrimmage. I mean, here's the deal. He's a guy, you know, he didn't have a reception last year. We talked about how, um, Jake only had one, so it's not like he had a ton. But Theo could be the guy too. I think I don't think I talked enough about him yesterday when I discussed, you know, some potential players to fill in for the the hole left by Donovan Green. Plus, Max Wright was held out of the scrimmage with just a little bit of a nagging injury. Coach Fisher made it very clear that he's going to be good to go for the season. It's nothing to be concerned about. But um, you know, I think it's it's a talking point. And then, so Damani Richardson talked about the scrimmage. He says that the ones, twos, and threes on defense all looked good. The offense looked good. He, he talked about there's some stuff to clean up, but he felt good about how the team looked as a whole, and he thinks that they're in a good spot heading into the start of the season. For those that want a sunshine pump on this wonderful Wednesday, whenever you're sitting here watching Locked on Aggies, Jimbo Fisher was asked about the 2024 college football playoff being in Houston, and his response would be, that would be neat. I'm all for it. I've talked about here on Locked on Aggies how I think 2024 could be the year. You look at the schedule, Texas A&M has a pretty easy schedule compared to some others. You're talking about the fact that that talent that you brought in is going to continue to develop and get older and get better and bigger and faster, stronger. So 2024, if it's not this year, it's going to be 2024 when the Aggies fully explode onto the scene as a contender for, I think, a national championship. So um, Jimbo Fisher's next quote, I love this. This I, this quote to me was slush. So basically he's talking about DJ Hicks, and he basically went on to say, he proceeded to go on and say, yeah, you know you recruited the right guys. I love that. It's like pat yourself on the back, Coach Fisher. You went and recruited an absolute beast. And you get to appreciate it now, you know. And so I, I thought that was funny um, when I heard Coach Fisher say that because it was like, you know, he's patting himself on the back for landing a, a five-star, which you deserve to do. But I just think that was kind of funny to hear. Um, this is the one concerning quote. To me, and that's to me. We're going to lay this out and talk about it, and you all can tell me your thoughts in the comments. But so Jimbo Fisher says Trey Zune, who he hasn't missed practice, he hasn't missed anything, but he's dealing with a uh, banged up knee and a banged up shoulder. Coach Fisher proceeded to say, you know, he's a tough guy, he hasn't missed anything. I'm going to tell you right now, 
I don't like hearing that. I love hearing how how tough and gritty our offensive linemen are. That's a great thing to hear. That's a positive. But you don't want players banged up going into the season. We got a comment talking about um, on we, uh, yesterday's show about like, is there something wrong with strength and conditioning? And that's leading to some of these injuries. I'm going to do some research on that. And we're going to have that be a segment potentially later this week and early next week. But I'm starting to think that could be a reality. Now, I don't know how much that plays into the ACL tear. I have a uh, my roommates in medical school and doing so he wants to get into helping athletes. So I'm going to have to ask him, like, does ACL apply to that with what happened to Donovan Green? But like this is the type of stuff. It's like, is strength and conditioning going the right way? Why are people already banged up? Um, so that's a conversation that I'm going to have and, and we'll, we'll then have here on Locked on Aggies coming up at some point. But I don't love hearing that one of your starting uh, potential starting offensive linemen is banged up. I don't think potential. I mean, I feel pretty confident Zoom's going to be a guy. So I don't like hearing that he's already banged up. You don't want to hear that. I think Jimbo minted in more of a, yeah, he's a tough guy. He's strong. He's going to fight through anything, which is, which is like I said, that's great to hear. We want to hear that. You want to hear positive things about how tough and how gritty your players are. But at the same time, I don't want to hear about people being banged up. I don't want to hear about people. That's not the stuff I want to hear. So, you know, that was a little interesting to me that he kind of came out and said it like that. Now, I could be reading too much into this. It could be this little nothing injury that's no big deal. I don't know. But let me know in the comments. Does that quote freak y'all out at all? Do you want to hear something different? Would you have liked Coach Fisher maybe not said that? Uh, let me know that in the comments. But speaking of Trey Zune, now, this is going to be a quote where you're like, we, some might say, well, what do you expect him to say? But he was asked, basically, should fans be concerned about the offensive line this season? And he said, no. We have seven, eight, nine guys who can come in there who are competing, who can play right now. And to me, I, you know, I take that away as a positive. Now, I get it. He's not going to be like, yes, fans should be concerned. We're not going to be very good. He's not going to say that. I get that. But, you know, I like hearing that there's open competition. People are fighting for spots. That all leads to positive stuff on the field. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, Jimbo Fisher talked about how Anias and Moose are going to be returning punts, but Bryce Anderson and Le'Veon Moss are going to help out in the return game. So we're so we're going to see some interesting stuff in the return game. Um, I'm excited to see Anias. You know, Anias is, is just dominant returning. So he he's he's like a lightning bolt. So I'm excited to see that. Coach Fisher also talked about how Chase Basantis and Demetrius Cronover are looking outstanding on the offensive line. There's talking more about your depth. I don't know how much, how many snaps are those guys going to play. Are they going to play really snaps at all? I don't know. But I like hearing positives about some of your guys in the two deep because, well, we see last year, you have injuries. You have people underperforming. You might need some of these guys on the field at some point. So hearing that they're doing well is exciting to me because that tells me you're going to have some backups that are capable if you potentially need them for some reason. Um. um so Coach Fisher talked about that the team is is physical. There's a lot of physicality on this team, which is good. You, you like a physical team. I always commend um, Arkansas for how physical they are. You know, and that's sometimes physicality beats talent. And if you have a team like this Texas A&M team has talent and physicality, then we're talking about wins on the football field. So that's good to hear. The quarterbacks – where is my note on the quarterback stuff here? Oh, uh, Coach Fisher said that the accuracy and the – uh, decision making was good at the scrimmage, which I, I like to hear. That was my biggest takeaway from the spring game was 
I didn't love some of the decisions that both Connor Wigman and Max Johnson made. I thought they both made a handful of poor decisions. Um, I thought they both made some out some out of this world throws as well, but then they both made some poor decisions. So I'm glad to hear that they were accurate and that they were, you know, hitting hitting the right spots, making the right decisions, making the right reads. That's all all stuff I'm very happy to hear. But I guess all in all on this, there's a lot of positive takeaways from the scrimmage. I everything I've heard from you know from different people was positive. I haven't heard much negative stuff. People are looking good. Offense is moving the football. Defense is looking physical and dominant. I think this Texas A&M team, I mean, every day I wake up every single day and I start to think more and more how good this football team can be. And I am glad to hear that a tight end has stepped up. Will it be Jake? Will it be Theo? I don't know who's going to end up being the guy. But you love seeing that at this scrimmage, Theo stepped up. Damani Richardson commended them, gassed them up, talked them up a little bit, you know, saying lots of positive things about him, how, you know, he's doing well. So hopefully Theo can be a guy that can – come in and fill in for Donovan Green, and if not him, Jake. Um, heard positive things about Jaden Platt as well. So I feel a lot better about this tight end room after hearing Trey Zoon, Damani Richardson, and Coach Fisher talking about what the plan is going forward now that Donovan Green went down with ACL tear. The Aggies were ranked number 23 in the AP poll, which means we're going to start the year number 23. Texas a plays four ranked opponents this season, and there's something about this I don't like. We're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. I don't know how this got between the cracks, but I think the four most difficult games on this schedule, and I don't think this is really up for debate, is Alabama, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and LSU. I think you could argue for those that aren't that high on Ole Miss like me, you could make the argument that Arkansas games mixed in there, maybe the South Carolina game, but I think that consensus would agree these are the four most difficult games. Three of them are on the road. I don't know how that kind of – I I mean, I knew that. I knew that they played all three of these games on the road, but when I wrote this down, like four ranked opponents, I was like, man, of your four ranked opponents, you play three of them on the road. I do not love that. So Alabama, preseason number four, you get them at home. Caulfield in front of your uh, faithful fans out there rooting for you, cheering you on, that leads to wins. You play in Neyland Stadium against Tennessee, the number 12 team in these rankings. You play Ole Miss in Oxford, the number 22 team in this rankings. And then you play LSU in Baton Rouge, the number five team in this in these rankings. So those are your, five, your four ranked opponents. I was a little surprised to not see Arkansas in here. Um, I thought that one of Texas A&M or Arkansas would be in this rankings. Of course, it was Texas A&M who came in at number 23. And I talked about it. This isn't a surprise to me. The, the, it, this team should be ranked. It should Now, it should be ranked not based off of what happened last year. It should be, ba- it should be ranked based off of the talent on this roster and the coaching staff hires, of course, bringing in coach Bobby Petrino. That is the reason that Texas A&M should be ranked. They should be. And they are. And what you know, all I've been seeing who which team shouldn't be on here. I mean, you just, it's just a C scrolling through Twitter. It's a C of Texas A&M shouldn't be ranked. And I disagree. And I think like I said, people that say that, I don't think they know much about this football team. I don't think that they understand the talent this team possesses and and if this team pops 
what it can be. And that's why we've talked about the boomer bust nature, the ceiling and the floor of this Texas A&M football team. It is, this team could be one of the best in the country. And it, then it, it, I think it could be middle of the road. I don't think Texas A&M is going to be awful. I think that seven wins, if, if, if things go really bad, you still win seven games, which no one's going to be happy with. But I'm saying like, I don't think you're going to see five and seven happen again. So Texas A&M was ranked number 23. They play four preseason ranked opponents. Um, some, a few SEC schools have to play five. So you look at that, you know, that's why I said it's a tough, but manageable schedule. Uh, you take that away as a positive. It is a tough schedule. It's an SEC schedule. SEC schedules are never, ever going to be easy. They're always going to be tough because it is the hardest conference in college football. So I I, I like the Texas A&M's ranked. I think it needs – and the reason I say that is because I want it to remind the players, you all are amazing football players. You are one of the best rosters in this game of college football that we love so much. You should be ranked. You should be ranked higher. So you can take that as a chip, too. You can take it as a, well, we're here. We belong. We're a team that deserves to be ranked. But also, we're a team that should be ranked higher. So I think there's a lot of positive takeaways that the players can have talking about this upcoming 2023 season. But I don't love that you play three of your four hardest games away. I wish that, like, you could play, you know, Ole Miss or Tennessee and Bama at home. I wish it was split two and two. Because I feel confident Texas A&M is going to win one of those four games. I think there's a chance they win two of those four games. But I feel a lot better about it. Like, the best case scenario would be if you could just play Bama and LSU on the road because, you know, I don't feel great about those games and get Ole Miss and Tennessee at home. I think Texas A&M is favored if they get Tennessee and Ole Miss at home. I think they're favored to win those games. So, I think that you got to find a way to win. If you want to have that magical 10 and 2 season, I think you got to find find a way to win two of these games and then take care of business in the games that you should win. But the Texas A&M Aggies are ranked in the preseason poll. I like to see that. So, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. I hope everybody has an amazing rest of your day today. Thank you so much for tuning in. A lot of fun stuff coming up. We are getting so close. We are like a week and a half away from breaking down the New Mexico game, which is going to, I mean, I get it. It's New Mexico, but at the same time, it's a football game we get to preview. I cannot wait to do that. And then once we're done beating the breaks off of New Mexico, then we have a real game to talk about with the Miami Hurricanes. So we have a lot of fun stuff com- stuff coming up here on Locked on Aggies. I appreciate you all tuning in every day. It means the world to me. Have a great rest of your day today, and we will see you tomorrow.